0: That's a chunky this is kevin here uh with the doorman at club haunted house james um <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest today um the founder and chief creative force behind oni creative
1: am i saying it right by the way oni creative my name's gianni so it's that's where the name comes from oni creative it's okay i get oni i get omni somebody people like to put an m in there it's okay
0: the first time I emailed you guys, I realized it said Omni, but it was because it auto-corrected to that.
1: Oh, maybe that's what happens. I know. People, it auto the auto-correct always I was that.
0: like, they must think I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to our listeners, uh, Gianni um, builds a lot of roles for I Think You Should Leave that um, are behind the screen, primarily dealing in a lot of uh, set design. Um, So we want to talk about what uh, her and Oni Creative does behind the scenes that I think you should leave. Um, And thanks for being here, by the way.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: So we we tend to do a ton of internet research as best as we can on our guests. um, And um, we're going to talk about, I think there was at minimum four sketches you guys were involved in. And I'm going to guess it was a lot more Um, But before we get into everything, um, I'd just like to know sort of how do you connect with I Think You Should Leave, um, and how are you hired uh, to work on season three?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was connected, but just to clarify, I was a set dresser. So um, the art department has many different levels of, it's huge. I mean, a Netflix production is You know a lot of people and it's one of the biggest sets that i had been on um so i personally was approached um not necessarily straight to the company um but i was approached from someone that i knew that i had worked with many times within the industry whether it was on commercials or other tv shows or or film sets and just out of the blue asked hey are you available these dates which happen to be like October through Christmas which you're approached in this industry for a job for you know consecutive days months at a time and you're available it's it's exciting because it's regular work you know um so it was approached by the lead person the lead person in the art department um and just asked if I was on board and and if I could come come on and start helping out with, the, they were already working, I think, at this point for a week or two. So um, that's how I was approached. And was there a second part to that question?
0: No, I, I think that really answers um, where we're going. And, and I and I think that leads us into our like broader question, which is really what, what we're dying to know is, um, you know, like, did you dress the set for every sketch? And, and sort of like, how does that process go working with the the leadership of, of I Think You Should Leave?
1: Yeah, um, I actually was on for every episode in season three. Um, I wasn't familiar with the show prior. I hope that doesn't break anyone's heart to hear <laughs> that. But um, as, you know, I got kind of the call and was researching, I was like, man, first of all, this is hysterical, but there's also this kind of cult following for the show, you know? um so i immediately i'm given so there's hierarchy as there are in all departments all industries whatever um there's the production designer and they work very closely with the writer directors to make sure their vision's coming to life um on a production as big as this one there are set designers who are actually building out um like the Barley Tonight set, right? Where (laughs) there's actual like construction people that are putting together, that was a set, right? So that was just a couple of walls kind of put together, painted to look like an office and you're just seeing that one corner. Um, There are graphic designers, there are um, set decorators who really lead. So that's kind of where I fall under is the set decoration. Um, So the set decorator will, help source organize sourcing all the furniture decor you know props and decor that type of stuff um and then i am with the set decorator throughout the the season helping shop for those items they may tell me hey we're looking for this can you run over to this prop house and find um you know whatever it may be some some purchases come from like retail Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we source the materials. Um, and so it's a lot of running to the prop houses, you know, you're on a truck at times helping organize things. You want to organize them by set and then make sure that they're in the truck in order of when you're going to need them just by priority. So you're not digging in the back of the truck for something, you know, for the next scene or the next episode. Um, but that's kind of what my day-to-day was. It's a lot of inventory management and making sure things are returned to the prop houses, things aren't being broken. Um, when, you're, when you're on location, sometimes there are, are houses, you're in people's homes. A uh, big thing in LA is renting out, people rent out their homes, kind of like you would Airbnb. They rent them out to productions and you have to go in and take photos of everything, make sure everything is, um, you know where everything goes and then you clear it out bring in the production, you know, the set dressing as they call it, um, and the furniture, and then you have to unload and put everything back Mm -hmm. exactly how, you know, you found it. So um long days for sure.
0: Yeah. I I can't help but um having seen some of your still images on Twitter, um, it definitely Mm -hmm. seemed funny that you got to do the set dressing for Shirt Brothers, I believe which just means that you have to like dress the set to make it look like someone destroyed a set (laughs) in a way.
1: That was so fun. And that was not the last episodes, but one of them. And I remember it was really cold out. Cause again, it's October to December cold by LA standards. Right. (laughs) Um, And all week, we're so you have your days where you're shooting and you're on set, but then you also have your days where, um, you may not be filming or the crew's filming and you might be preparing for the next episode, that's in the coming days. So, everything from drawing like a multiplication table for <laughs> kids, um, in elementary school they always had this caught being good, like, yeah. and you get like a star for being. So I, I made a caught being good poster. <laughs> Um, I thought about, you know, what are pillars that schools have and, you know, what are your uh, values and character, you know, characteristics and things like that. So we spent all week making these posters in like a stage, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm sitting there with markers and posters and I'm thinking (laughs) like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Um, And then, yeah, we put them put them all up throughout the hallways. We had to take down the real, you know, artwork and in the classroom and stuff like that, and then put up these fake posters and and things like that, and then yeah, just like ripped it to shreds. So a lot <laughs> of fun, a when lot of fun.
2: When you're working on something like that, like it, how much of the the design is just you kind of thinking about your own like experience in classrooms, like you were saying, or are there like specific like items or like you know decorative things that you're kind of like anchoring on and building around like coming from the script and stuff
1: both it depends on the script both or depends on the writer director and what their vision may be um but for that particular episode it was really like hey we need some elementary school you know posters what would be hanging in a hallway kids birthdays and I always try and like sneak in my nephew's name on something or whatever (laughs) anniversary on the calendar, birthdays. They don't always, you know, little Easter eggs, they don't always That's amazing. A lot of them don't show up, but um, you know, I I just give it a chance and see if it'll stick. So sometimes it's built around um trying to think of one of the episodes where something might be uh, built or uh, the, the, the zip line episode. <laughs> um, I forget the name of it, but right. Sure. So that whole episode revolves around this, this zip line, which I'm sure yeah. we'll get into.
0: <laughs> I think if you had that zip line, or knew who rented it to you, I think you could auction it for like $10,000. I'm, I'm just pointing that out.
1: <laughs> um, It was a vendor, so I, they got it back. But I'm sure if you, sometimes you walk into these prop houses or these specialty kind of graphics places or whatever it may be, and they've got all their work on the wall and they've done, you know, every film or TV show. And it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen instances where there was like one, uh sort of like newspaper that was used in like five blockbuster movies and things like that. Oh, wow. it's, so it's a fun easter egg to see. Yeah. Um I also noticed you had the super like meta task of dressing uh uh the TV set for the the sitcom taping. So like you're doing like a show within a show including the audience. I I thought that was um a, that an was interesting so much task fun.
1: <laughs> that was so much fun you know our thought was like you know, like friends comfortable right um <laughs> that episode's hilarious um but you know we're, it's on a sound stage we bring in the furniture um we really were able to create a coffee bar there's a coffee bar in the background that um i remember being uh ha- having a lot of you know i was in kind of in charge of and it wasn't a full-on coffee bar, so you really had to kind of make it look as if um, it was an actual coffee, coffee bar, coffee shop. And so, you know, whether it's chalk on the chalkboard or the tip jar, or the espresso machine and, and, and sticking in fake foods and things like that. And it's, a, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, I feel like at times, it's you know, it's like playing make-believe, you know, for, for a living. It, it can be really rewarding once, it finally, once you finally see it on screen
0: yeah as super fan as like a super fan of the show i I love on like additional watching sort of like trying to dial down you know like um what sort of things do you see that you don't notice the first time and it's really like a testament to people like you that work in the industry who um sort of really cement this world um that you know that the show can be rewatched so many times without people like finding errors within it you know it's it's uh... yes
1: that's a nightmare for me I hope no one ever finds an error I've, <laughs> but I've never heard happen. anything and I can tell you just as somebody who's lives and breathes it it's totally f's up because I don't know if I can curse it totally f's up your you can. I can't watch I can't watch anything without being like just it almost takes you out of the movie or, or whatever the scene right of whatever you're watching tv whatever it's like it kind of ruins you um at times I'm able to check out like in a movie theater and things like that but otherwise I'm always like you know <laughs> looking at the set design and how crazy or how sloppy it might be
0: <laughs> and, and I, I have I to like, know, oh go ahead James
2: uh, I was just gonna say I feel like this show is is also kind of uh in a lot of ways it plays in different like either parodying or like perfectly mimicking so many different like genres or styles of things and so like like for for that sitcom taping one like it's a a scene that's taking place in the sitcom audience but you're effectively building a, a set that would work for a sitcom set so it's like oh, totally. it, it perfectly that's... works as if they were shooting a sitcom but it's sort of the actual yeah. sketch itself is backed out and showing the whole context and my, my, so many mine, cool things like that.
1: For sure my mind goes to um, Kramer if you're at all a Seinfeld fan when he's got <laughs> the um, <laughs> what's the set in his house? Um, know, um,
0: about, uh, the
1: Merv The, the Merv <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> You know he finds the set in the back and then Oh my god. It, oh yeah. gosh. It's, it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and,
2: I, and Oh, sorry. Just I was just going to say, and to to a similar thing, you know, the other one that you were you mentioned with the zipline is like it's perfectly set up to look like one of those bachelor dating show sets and houses. It, I mean, it looks like it could be used for for one of those shows. If, when they're done filming, I think you should leave. It's such a perfect it, it, yes. spot on. That
1: was somebody's actual house, and it was a beautiful house. And yeah, the, the location scouts did a great job finding that one.
0: And I guess uh, another sketch I saw that you had posted on Twitter um, was sort of a club haunted house. And I just really wondered, when you were designing the club, in the back of your head, were you trying to design some place you wanted to be or somewhere that was a club that maybe was not the one you would want to go to?
1: Um, I'm going to answer this uh thinking of our production designer who had way more um okay again i just dress the sets and bring in the the small decor that you may see Uh um but i'm gonna say she probably would (laughs) like she she would hang at this club Okay. um the club actually is in hollywood i don't remember the name of it but
0: oh
1: um, they it we didn't have to do a lot. <laughs> that, <Okay. makes> <laughs> all that's right. the, that was kind of the real deal. I mean, we brought in the stuff that's on, um, you know, the bar and we brought in some of the candelabras, but they had like chains and they had <laughs> all sorts of random things that we were able to utilize in the show.
0: All right, James sounds like your kind of place. <laughs> yeah, I actually
2: <laughs> want to go to haunted house more than I want to go to opera. <laughs>
0: Um and, and this is a a question that you can decline to answer if you choose and I can even edit it right out. Um, okay. Was there any sketch that was particularly difficult for you for any reason?
1: Particularly difficult. Let me think back. And again, these are long days and they blend together. And I believe Monday it. through Friday, a lot of 12, sketches. Sixteen-hour days. Um. Before I answer that, if I could also just kind of shed light on, this is a TV show, but it's also sketch comedy, meaning the set changes every day, sometimes twice a day. Whereas on a show like Friends or Seinfeld, you're always reverting back. You're always going back, the character's always going back to the apartment or they're always going back to the same set that exists throughout the season, right? here it's just like quick you have to set up you know break down or or clear everything out set it up and then break it down within 24 hours 48 hours and it's just your days just start to blend and your eyes are crossed um (laughs) but particularly difficult um can I think about that for a moment you can and it sounds
0: like maybe there wasn't one um (laughs) which
1: honestly the art department was such a great team and again on a a big production, you have so many people, whereas something a little bit smaller, short, or something you know independent is you, you're you're getting scrappy and you're wearing ten hats. It's a little bit For more sure. specialized in sure. the larger productions.
0: So uh, we get to talk to a lot of actors, and it seems like all of them we have spoken with the first time they see their sketch is sort of when the season drops just to the public on Netflix. Um mm-hmm. was that the first time you saw season three?
1: Oh yeah, you don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see anything. I mean you read the script and it's it's funny, it's good. It's really, you know, and, and but to help see it come to life from, you know, picking up decor off of a prop shop, you know, floor, transporting it in a truck. Offloading the truck, unpacking boxes. We always joke we're glorified movers in the art department because we literally just are packing boxes and things like that. Um, and then to set everything up, it's fun to see it, you know, but you're hearing the same lines over and over again. They're doing different takes. It might not always make sense. They may start halfway through the episode and then end it or whatever it may be. So it doesn't always make sense. And then again, at times, you're standing around on your feet in the art department, you're waiting for them to finish shooting so you can move on to the next. Um, So it, it, it's funny. And while you're there, and it could be really great if the actors are are there. But, you know, again, it gets exhausting. And then you're not really seeing the whole, you're seeing it in bits and pieces. So to see it come to life is, um, like I said, it's the biggest, like, Adrenaline rush and the biggest um, payoff, honestly.
0: And do you remember if you watched the whole season straight through when it came out?
1: Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, <laughs> I I've watched it more than once straight through. <laughs> when um, you
2: were when you were watching it, were there any like uh, elements or like set design items or anything that you saw and you were like, "Oh, I'm so glad that that showed up," or any things that you had like wished? that like kind of didn't end up appearing or whatever and you're like oh I was really proud of that and it didn't like didn't show up on screen
1: um let me think about the things that didn't show up but I can tell you what I was so proud of (laughs) um in the zipline episode which is one of my favorites um (laughs) there is an arch like a floral arch that took me what felt like all day to just like hang florals onto this arch and to be honest, you it's a quick flash. You don't see it for that long. So I'd say that's the disappointing thing is you're like, uh. I worked on that for 16 <laughs> hours and for six seconds of it on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always like, oh, that's a definite disappointment. But, um, you know, I think, I think the, um, the, I'm losing my train of thought here. The, the voting, the campaign office.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Ochoa. and Yes, yeah, I think yeah. That one I was dressing by myself for a lot of the day because wow. the other crew were at the fast food joint where he's ordering. He tries to pay <laughs> for the... the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> persons kneels behind them and then runs around and um so most of the crew is there helping with that so i had a lot to do with the um uh, campaign office which is a lot of fun oh, again just making up what's in the campaign office you know and just thinking about those things
0: yeah it, f- it feels I-, I just never had a moment watching the show where i was like you know f- just feeling like the setting wasn't right you know what i mean it's it's um it takes you oh, there good. right away so yeah. Um, good, yeah it's really amazing to hear your
1: i love perspective it and again it is a great great team. we all worked really well together um you know that doesn't always happen in life with your coworkers, but we really really had a great group of people in our department
0: amazing um and and I know you know i'm sort- I was sort of looking at your portfolio online. it looks like you've worked on a ton of amazing uh projects from you know doing work with Lizzo, the NFL draft, which is a really huge
1: undertaking
0: now that it's live and outdoor. Um, Do you have one career moment that you, outside of this one that you feel particularly proud of?
1: Wow. Um, That's a great question. I, you bring up the NFL draft, and that was one of my, as I mentioned to you guys, before we started recording um, in a prior life, I did, film marketing uh, for a studio. And then when the pandemic happened, transitioned into starting Ani Creative. Um, And the NFL draft in 2022 was one of our first um, big projects where we, it was truly all of us, all of my team um, Mm -hmm. there to support. And it was also Amazon's um, debut as the exclusive um, streamer for Thursday night football, so we were approached by the production company. Um, a dear friend of mine works for them, and she approached us saying, "Hey, we have to do a, a build out for Amazon Prime or for or for Prime Video, I guess is what they call it. Um, would you be willing?" And I was there. I just happened to be in Vegas the same weekend for a convention, so. I didn't speak openly at the time, but now I can say I was attending CinemaCon, which is like one of the biggest, um, the biggest movie going conventions for people in the industry. And then also running that um, kind of program for the Prime Video Media exhibit and the media presence that they had. So I'd say that's definitely one of my most proud moments.
0: Amazing. Really, yeah, that's awesome. really huge productions. <laughs> yeah. And- And we as the viewer, we we don't really think too much about what goes into making those, but um, it's really interesting to hear like a a position that um, does so much. Anyway, you've been very informative with all the things I had, um, questions about. James, do you have anything you need to follow up on?
2: Well, I think um, one question that we kind of have to ask every guest on the show is what's Uh-oh. your favorite sketch from the show? Either uh, the ones you worked on or, or it could be yeah. other other stuff too.
1: Um, I'm biased. I feel like season three is the best season. But <laughs> you guys tell me. I don't know. I feel like. But again, I worked on it. so <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's strong. Yeah, very strong. Yeah. It's
1: pretty strong. Um Zipwire, no doubt, hilarious. Um, yeah. also <laughs> the office with the um and i am not good at the episode names, but the first episode with um the egg game. Oh, um, yeah. always <laughs> cracks me up. It's a little yeah. raunchy, but um just cracks me up and and I love seeing, you know, in that scene. Everything from the little post its on the computer screen, everything is was placed, you know. Um, the calendars, the calendar. he, written. Yeah, yeah, that's something that, you know, I'm like, okay, he he, a, he has a recurring meeting on Mondays, like, let's write <laughs> this down and yeah. things like that. So I really have fun getting into the nitty gritty details of it all.
2: That's great. It's it it really does feel like in all of those little scenes like that it's also real and lived in looking like it looks like a real office that someone's you know in the middle of like you said the the notes on the on the calendar or like the post-its on the desk is like it's it's uh it feels like there's so much care taken to to make it feel like a situation that anybody in the world could have walked into and then layered these absurd scenarios on top of (laughs) Uh,
1: that's exactly it and i give a lot of credit again to the production designer who leads the art department because she will very much say well would this person do this and like you know we really will have these in-depth conversations about would this person really have a passport a password written on their post-it right on Mm. the front of their desk yes they would you know we really (laughs) think about you know, the character and part of the art department is thinking about how these people act in their lives beyond that particular scene, you know. Um, I will say, so many office supplies in this (laughs) whole show. There were so many. I didn't want to look at another office supply. I think I have, like, leftovers. This is, like, from, (laughs) you know, from the show. But um, just a lot of office supplies. Because there was a Christmas party. Yeah episode um and the drunk driving um one where tim has the hat and the cigar Yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah. that that started in an office so there was there was a lot of uh
2: yeah there's a couple of like corporate training episodes where they're in kind of like a you know looking up at someone at a whiteboard kind of situation
1: yeah exactly
0: mortal enemies (laughs) um well, um, James, how you feeling? Are you feeling satisfied?
2: Yeah, I re- really, really, very interesting stuff to hear. Um, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about your experience on this.
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me. And I must say, Tim Robinson is a sweetheart in person. I don't <laughs> That's like what we hear. Such a sweetheart. Everybody loves him. Says hi to everyone every morning, is there, you know, I'm sure feeling just as tired as everyone else and, um, makes it fun and makes it comfortable. So it was, it was one of my, yeah, fondest professional moments
0: so far. He breaks our heart though, because we, we think he really doesn't do podcasts. Um, (sighs) but, but we're going to be ready some, someday. Um, Okay. Someday he's gonna have a change of heart. And um if but yeah, cross we-
1: paths again, I will say, hey. I would Jesus. love.
0: <laughs> and and we we wanna have you back for season four as well.
1: I wanna be back on season yes. four. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: let's put that um, out into the universe.
0: Oh, it, it's we're it's out there. Um They're drafting up the contracts right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, we will uh, sign off. You can stay on with us for a moment so we can wrap up. But we want to thank you so much, uh, Gianni Siegel from Ani Creative. Our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's a Chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Uh, in the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, you also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzeen has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t shirts, the Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bafano in white. He has a uh very affordable uh Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um there is a baby of the year bib and onesie. Uh he has angels and archways t shirts um as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring dangerous nights, uh, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about (laughs) Maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So, this isn't like a t shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch uh, affordably priced at $30. I know when I went, um, to the Dan flashes stores at the creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and, um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to Etsy.com slash shop slash again, swayzine is S W A Y Z I N E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, And we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky.